Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode two of season one of What Are We Even Doing Here? It's a podcast featuring myself, Christian Rose, a.k.a. Tom, as well as the other host of the show. Uh, uh, Damien Deschain, a.k.a. Braden. That is correct. Now, I gotta tell you guys, today we have what I would consider a loaded topic. Mm. We're gonna get to it in a second, but before we get to the main event... Before we get to the undercard, before we get to the opening match, we have to ring that opening bell. Are you ready, sir? I am ready. And let us begin. Now. Mm. Yep. That's cold. Let us get to, I think, what we called in the first part, or the first episode, the undercard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What wrestling have you seen? Recently, I want to uh, talk about this. Right, okay. I saved it for this episode. Don't know why, but I did. I watched. Um, I think it's the promotion is H two O, not the Halloween movie. Okay, something like that. It's a death match uh, place. Okay, and it was Ricky Shane Page and Matt Tremont. It was Matt Tremont's last match. Uh, yes, I heard about this. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of death matches. In fact, I hate them. Okay. Um. I think that um, you can tell just as good, if not a better story, without having to put your body through all that. Fair. Um, That being said, the reason that I was not happy with it is because as we were watching this, I was watching with with Berna. I watch wrestling with Berna a lot. You'll probably hear about that. Berna's going to end up being like the third member of this podcast before he's ever on this podcast. Yeah, yeah. Just just in name reference alone. Mm Mm-hmm. So... I watched this with Berna, and midway through the match, I'm like, if I know going into my last match that it is going to be my last match, Mm -hmm. I would want the finish to be, like, the biggest bump of my career. It's got to be spectacular. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because obviously I'm I'm going under in my last match. That's definitely... Most most people would assume so, yeah. yeah. And I would want it that way. Right. So, that being said... Right, they do this thing where they fight up to a platform. Um, gets gets him up on his shoulders, couldn't quite get him. Just throws him off the platform onto mm-hmm. light tubes, okay, a pane of glass, okay, and a door with okay. barbed wire on it, all okay. like stacked on top of each other, all through it, boom. And Ricky Shane Page gets down fast. He right all the way down. Go one, two, kick out. The finish of okay. the match was a regular Death Valley driver. Uh, I mean, I I just it just makes me really mad that I I mean I don't know just so this is so you're saying that like once you've gone so big, how can of how can escalation of offense correct? Uh, anybody who listens to this a lot is probably going to hear that phrase a lot. But your that's that's your issue then is it's like that's my biggest issue. I got, okay. I got past because I know Berno wanted he's a, he likes death matches. That's his cup sure, of tea. Right. I got past the fact that it was a death match. Right. The thing that really bothered me was taking that the, the big biggest bump. possible thing was not the, the end. Fin- yeah. yeah. Uh I, I I won't judge one way or another because I have not seen this match, but I hear what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. Um this is always the thing. I I'm normally not a fan of these superplex roll through into anything because Yeah. That's the f- the most devastating thing that you feasibly can do to somebody in professional wrestling. 
Yeah. You're you're standing on the tallest point of the ring, and you're throwing them. Over your head. And that's not enough. Mm-hmm. But, so... No, I mean, I mean, I can't argue with what you said. Uh, I, I, I got nothing. Uh, anything else that you have seen recently? Um, as of recently that I would like to talk about... Jeez, my phone is going berserk. Oh, man. We um, get it. You're popular. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. I'm just... Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, um, as of late that I've been watching, uh, besides 2017 IW Mid-South, uh, no, there's not really more. Um... I have not seen much that I didn't cover on our first episode that stands out. Um, yeah, honestly, I, I kind of think today may be a... Uh, not much on the undercard. I think today yeah. may be one of those shows where we... we the we card got, is stacked. The, the, card, the card is stacked on the back half. Yeah. So, we also... we Now that I think that, we have not told our listeners what the topic of this episode is. I, I kind of like it that way, though. Even though they've read the title, probably. Yeah, yeah I'm sure they, you're going to put a title on this. Yeah. Uh, so, I have a few questions before we actually do get into the nitty-gritty of this. Perfect. So, today's topic, uh, guys, is the uh, pay-per-view event. The 1998 King of the Ring. Now, mm-hmm. before we get to the program, which... Uh, there's a lot to yeah. un- unpack here. There's there's one thing that has a lot to unpack. There's another thing that has a good deal to unpack. There's a lot to bitch about. And, <laughs> and, and guys, we're going to bitch. But I got to ask before we get to this. So this event is most notably famous for the Hell in a Cell match between Mick Foley as Mankind and The Undertaker. Mm-hmm. Had you seen that match before watching it for this podcast? Uh, I, yes, I have. Now, okay, have you seen this event, the pay-per-view as a whole, before watching it for this podcast? No, I have not. Okay, so. I think I might have, it might have been a night where you and I were just watching wrestling and you showed me specifically that match because I had not seen it. But I think that I, might be the I, only I, I time. I do vaguely remember it. Okay, but but now you have rewatched now it. I've it's re-watched fresh it. in your mind. You've taken notes. On yes, yeah, and, okay. and and let me just start off by saying I watched the whole show this time. I've okay, not missed that, the yes, event yes, somehow. Yeah, if you <laughs> if you if you listen to our first episode where Brayden somehow was like, oh yeah, show's over. Fuck it, <laughs> turned it off. I mean, it, it's shocking to think that Triple H wouldn't go on last. I'm with you, but um, it is shocking. No, I, I really don't know what it was. Okay. Um, but anyway, yes, I've watched this entire show. I've double-checked. So, allow me to use my antiquated technology here to get out my notes. Oh, wow. That's right. Look at the peak on that waveform. <laughs> <laughs> the audience is now deaf from the crackling of that paper. Okay. Um, so, you know what? I'm going to give you the floor. Uh, as far as like the opening, yeah, just just start off with what you thought at the beginning of King of the Ring '98. First off, I enjoy, I heavily enjoyed the opening video package. Okay, and they do not do video packages like this. I agree anymore. Okay, um, I don't know. I thought that was cool. Uh, I think that the opening video package is good. However, I do think that it is bizarre. Yeah. Uh, and I'm I'm reading my notes here, and I am going to try to interpret them to make sense because this is this is a lot of scribbled gibberish. Um, the opening video package does a good job of uh, raising the stakes. 
Mm-hmm. And anybody who's like any even casually interested in like television production, people from studios and networks will always ask, "Well, what are the stakes?" And I think that it's interesting that the video package at the beginning of the show doesn't highlight the tournament at all. It doesn't highlight any of the matches except for what I would call the two main events, and that's the Cell match and the First Blood match between Austin and Kane. Yeah. The stakes, though, are so high. Not mm-hmm. just... The, the Cell match, the stakes are high because... Keep in mind, by the way, I, I, I'm not sure if this was a factor when you watch it. There had only been one Cell match before this. Um, I... Had seen plenty of cell match. Unfortunately, right. I had seen plenty of cell matches before this one. I'm sorry. Actually, I kind of misspoke. There was there was a cell match on Raw that was technically the second ever cell match, really? but it as unbelievable as it sounds, it went to kind of a schmoz finish. So what you're saying is the Fiend versus Seth Rollins and Hell in a Cell was not the first schmoz. That is correct. That is the it's the worst one. Yeah, well, for sure, a hundred percent. Now, I so the the first cell match is Taker and Shawn Michaels yep. at Bad Blood '97. Incredible match. I recently rewatched it for the uh, not rewatched. I watched it for the first time. Really? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Start to finish. Watch it for the first time. Hmm. Unbelievable. Uh, fantastic match. Great story. Great psychology. Unbelievable violence. The second one was on Raw. I want to say it's supposed to be like Kane versus uh, Foley. And there's interference from Austin and and Undertaker. It's a mess. So this is the technically third ever. But, you know, let's be realistic here. This is the second Hell in a Cell match. Mm -hmm. So the opening video package highlights that big time. But then the stakes of this main event are insane. Yeah. So Kane versus Austin, first blood for the title, and Kane has said via his, nah, nah, nah. which I did not know that this was this show, but I reference that promo all the time because I think it's so bizarre. It is. Um, I did not know that this was the show. So as when I was watching this opening video package and I heard him say that, I was like, oh my god, this is that thing. So the bit is that if Kane does not win the match, he will set himself on fire. So, Why? Like, what's the purpose? That's my question. I I can't tell you. One of my notes here just says suicide stipulation. Like, yeah, like, I, it's I mean, an I, unbelievable... I, he survived a fire before. Like, yeah, obviously. Like, based on the the, the history of the character, which I kind of want to get into that later. Uh, but like we talked about this on the last one, I think about the idea of these, it, like, unbelievable stipulations or, or just these unbelievable. Kane. Kane is a recording Again, theme. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Where it comes Katie to like, Vick. yeah, that, like, uh, he has. We the, we could do an entire episode on that because yeah. that wasn't even for a match. That, that, that <laughs> there was no stipulations. Yeah, like, that was just hey, you banged a dead girl. Like, wait, what? You yeah, know what I mean, like, like weird, weird, uh, unbelievable shit. There's so much stuff surrounding Kane, like his weird storylines, and then the amount of tag team championships he's had with different people, and just he actually holds a record for that. Yeah. It's yeah, the most most tag team title wins with different uh, partners. Yeah, which is amazing. My fantastic. voice just cracked. Did you hear that? I did actually. And yeah. you know who and else held, held, held? I'm sorry. Who else heard it? The audience yeah. at home. Yeah. And not only did they hear your voice cracking, but they heard me stumble over trying to say the word "heard." <laughs> Almost did it again. Almost did it again, but I got it, <laughs> guys. We're professionals it. here. Anyways, 
<laughs> so, King of the Ring 98, opening match. Six first, men. First of all, Super Soaker presents King of the Ring 98. That's right. Because you don't just, just soak people. <laughs> you super soak them. Yeah. I just, I don't know, what the sponsors that they have for these, it just cracks me up Do you sometimes. think it's insane to think that there was a time where people were like, yeah, I want to get that squirt gun? <laughs> like, <laughs> that super soaker was a big enough... Oh man, I can't uh, wait to get this battery-powered gun to spray <laughs> water on somebody. Like, That's amazing. Even as a child, you gotta suck. As a, <laughs> I'd just be like, you're the worst kid of all time. This is what you want to do with your time? Like, fuck you. One of my biggest uh, pet peeves as as a child was being splashed at the pool or being shot with a squirt. Like, yes, I know I'm pool. wet. Yeah. But don't splash me. It's annoying. You can't get more wet than you are. It's not the getting wet. It's the water flying at my face. You know what? I'll let you have that one. Okay, be- fine. Like, someone does a cannonball, fine. Someone, like, looking at me and just... Splashing okay. I'm like, you're a fucking asshole. This, I'm sorry. This is was a weird this a side recurring tip. theme? Yeah. It happened to me so many times. One kid. And I hate that kid. Anyway. He's using his backpack as a dolly. Uh, anyways, that was a big mouth reference. Um, yeah, I don't... I so don't this care. opening match. Six-man tag. Yes. Headbangers teaming with Taka Michinoku against Kai and Tai, consisting of Shofunaki... Dick Togo, and I will get this last guy's name wrong, and I can't remember it right now. That's fine, because I don't remember it either. God damn it. Um, I'm not going to do a God damn it counter for this podcast. Please don't. Because it um, would get... Okay, so a few things real quick off the bat, and then I want to know what your take on this is. A uh, few things. One, Takamichi Mishinoku is incredible. Oh, yeah. And, and I don't think he gets anywhere near the credit he deserves for pioneering what would be called the cruiserweight style and then ultimately just be called the professional wrestling style. Yeah, for um, sure. It, like, the, the guy doing a no-handed jump to the top rope into a dive on the floor. Does it in this match. It's absolutely incredible athleticism. Uh, I am so pleasantly surprised this anytime I go back and watch something from this era and I see Funaki, he's had a job for, like, legit, at this point we're at 22 years. Yeah. He's been employed. Like, it's absolutely fucking insane how long he has worked there. I I hope he has saved every dime that he's made. And um, Dick Togo, otherwise, if you want to be fun, Dick Togo. Dick Togo <laughs> is so good. Uh, a, a great Japanese wrestler. Uh, phenomenal matches. He made a few appearances in PWG, of all places. And... Just, just absolutely incredible, and that's the guy that like, in a, he in my mind he was never gonna like make it in the Attitude Era for sure, yeah. and I, I I think those guys knew that too, like so far as like being a top guy, but he's a guy that in a different time a different place, absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely could have been a top guy. Um, yeah, your your early impressions on this match? There was okay. So first of all, um, Takamichi it's one of, if not the best, monkey flip I've ever seen in my entire life. Mm-hmm. That dude goes so fucking far. Yeah. That's just a side tangent. There was a lot of stuff in this match. I don't know whose fault it was, but I was like, what is going on? This is a little sloppy. So, like, as far, like, it's in-ring stuff, not like... Right. Like, a couple of the people, like, slipping while hitting the ropes. I'm like, what is going on? Right. That That's very indicative of the Attitude Era, though. Really? Uh... 
Yeah, I haven't watched a lot of the Attitude Era. I was okay. I was so fantastic. That, honestly, that's going to influence my picks going forward. There's the the in ring of the Attitude Era very rarely, if ever, holds up. Really? Okay. Yeah. The 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 actual bell to bell, very seldom okay. actually holds up. It, and it's hard to say now because it's been you know twenty years. So mm-hmm. you know you could go back to two thousand and say, well, what from nineteen eighty holds up? Yeah, and it's not going to be a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. And you could go back to nineteen eighty and say, well, what from nineteen sixty holds up? It's not going to be a lot of stuff. I yeah. understand that, but like a hundred percent, like most of it doesn't. Okay, well that's interesting. That actually, um... oh okay. Yeah, I, I, I did not know that, actually, because I, I, I was a ruthless aggression person. Right. Obviously, because of my age, probably. To me, that was when the in-ring got good. Yeah, yeah. So that's where I'm, like, used to. When I go back in the past, that's mm-hmm. basically what I'm used to as far right. as the past goes. So that's why I was, like, a little taken aback by, like, the thing whoa, that Yeah. Not to cut you off. The thing that I noticed about this opening six-man, looking at it from the, the worker's perspective... So, obviously, Kaintai speak English, but it's going to be... There's still going to be a barrier there. Like, they're, they're probably speaking broken English. Mm-hmm. The Headbangers are barely in this match. They're yeah. in very early on, and they do next to nothing. Taka is in for what seems like an hour. Yeah. Uh, and he's doing stuff with the rest of the Kaintai guys. He gets a hot tag. The Headbangers come in. They do minimal stuff and they tag right back out to Taka. Yeah. And then stuff happens and, and uh yeah, they go over. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Michinoku driver. Uh, yeah, Michinoku driver. He does it better than anybody. Uh also Taka's the guy who popularized the three quarter length tights. The uh, Yeah, they are called the Takas. The, they're called the Takas, yeah. So like that was the thing I think I noticed most about this. Was it good? I'm not gonna say it was. It wasn't bad, but it didn't make me hate myself for watching it. I, I enjoyed that Taka and the Headbangers had matching gear. Yeah. Like, he came yeah, out with the, with the robe on and then took it off, and he was wearing, like, the, the skirt and had the flannel shit. Like, mm-hmm. that was cool. Um, anyways, sliding forward. Beaver Cleavage was in this match. I just He sure was. Yeah, I just had to say that. And, oof. Also, a lot of drop kicks. You talk about a swing and a miss. Yeah, Beaver that was... Cleavage. Holy God. That's the thing where I'm like, nobody said, hey guys, this is dumb. Like, just in the room of creative, in the room of writers, before they ever even turned a camera on and said, hey Chaz, this is what we're going to do with you. (laughs) Nobody was like, oh, this Beaver Cleavage guy, or this Beaver Cleavage idea sounds stupid. (laughs) Not one person? Yeah, (laughs) I don't, I, I couldn't tell you. I don't know if it's more confusing me that no one said it was bad or that multiple people had to say, yeah, let's go with that. Yeah, there's different levels of concern that should be there. Yeah, it's, people. it's, yeah. yeah, I don't know, man. All right, let's see, what was next? Uh, Sable the, comes out looking real top-heavy. Sure does. Um, yeah. Borderline about to fall over. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably wearing heels, I can't remember if she's wearing heels or not. I think she uh, is. Full level cat suit, full level, full leather cat suit. Look, honestly, like uh, Michelle Pfeiffer in uh, Batman Returns. You haven't seen Batman Returns, have you? No. Okay. I have not. Well, I'm sorry. Uh, mixed bag. Okay. Not going to tell you it's a good movie. Anyways, um, <laughs> weird segment. 
Because like it she kind of really is. She kind of just comes out to be like, "Oh hey, I'm Sable. Oh hey, here's Vince." And it's this bizarre thing because like Sable is so over at this point, and Vince is so hated. She pulls a big show in this segment. Yeah, really like, does. Like quickly, she comes out to raucous applause. Uh huh. Introduces Vince and gets booze because Vince is Vince. Correct. Then gets abused in front of thousands of people. Right. Sexually. Which slaps Pat Patterson. Now and then turns face again doing in doing so. Right. She he really does do the big show in one segment. Yeah. My favorite thing. Okay. Guys, I, I'm I'm going to tell you this right now, and this is for you know the pro wrestling insiders here, in case you don't know. Pat Patterson's gay. No way. Dude, just I'm just saying. Anyways. I don't believe you. <laughs> so Patterson is gay, has 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 been widely known to be gay for his entire life, it seems yeah. like. So Sable goes to leave the ring, Patterson slaps her on the ass. Yes. This is a gross thing, especially by twenty twenty standards. I'm not saying it was like okay in ninety eight. But, yeah. you, you, you know what I mean. JR has to make the comment of Patterson slapping Sable. He's not really experienced in that area. And I'm like... I missed this comment. I, I, I'm i going to tell you this right now. At, going forward on this podcast, anytime that we do an Attitude Era show, JR will always get in the Pat Patterson is gay joke. Okay. And sometimes it's subtle. That one was... I would... I, Maybe it's subtle. Yeah. Sometimes they ain't so subtle. <laughs> There's legit one where, like, Patterson, like... I, I can't even remember the segment, but, like, Patterson takes his shirt off for whatever reason. And JR on commentary goes, he's single, fellas. And it's like... <laughs> <laughs> is it funny? Yeah, it is. It's undeniably funny. Yeah. But you still didn't need to... <laughs> like, yeah. You just don't need to do that. Uh, yeah. So... And that's then that. I, I gotta remember the direct quote because Patterson says something that's I, I can't remember exactly what he says, but it's something along the lines of "How dare a woman slap me?" or something like that. Get out of here! Right? Like, what's going on? Because he also has that bizarre way of speaking. Yeah. Right? Some, a woman slap me because I touch her butt. The crowd go banana, like or whatever the fuck it. <laughs> Don't judge my impression. That's not a good impression. That's, no, that's not fine. even an impression. It's it, yeah. legally not. Yeah. Uh, just, oof, 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 oof. But yeah, so, there's that. Uh, I will say this, uh, I, I do have two notes here that I do want to get in real quick before we go to the next, next bit on the show. Vince McMahon is the greatest heel in the history of wrestling. That is, that is very true. I can't think of a single, I don't think anyone in this audience can think of a single person who's had more heat. I don't think anyone in any audience... Can th- yeah, 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 like for sure. Um, my my other note on this segment uh, just says I miss signs. Yeah, I noticed. Uh, yeah, I noticed a lot of signs too. I also noticed. Um, so Vince was like, "Who?" He asks, "Who here came here to see Stone Cold lose?" And the, like a section of the crowd cheers or whatever. And there's a close up of a guy wearing a Stone Cold Steve Austin shirt, mm-hmm. cheering. At the thought of Stone Cold losing. Well, okay, so I know what you're talking about. I I think he I think Vince, who I just 
put over as being the greatest hit of all time. I think he botched the line. Because the way he delivers it, it's something like, Who here came to see Stone Cold Steve Austin lose the <laughs> WWE? So, like, the crowd's okay. already cheering. That might be it. That might and then be they're it. like, wait, what? It's a, it's a, it's a odd thing. Yeah. I just noticed that, and I'm like, do you know what you're cheering for? Yes. But I think, yeah, that might have been it. I'm not sure. Uh, let's see. My next notes here. Uh, oh, okay, so our next match is um, Shamrock and uh, Jeff Jarrett. Oh, yeah. I do remember that this is a thing that happened. I, I, I love Ken Shamrock. Yeah, uh, so I, do I. I like big, when he punches himself fan. in the head. Oh, yeah. The- That's amazing. That that's the guy that I I always heard rumors that like they had plans to like make him champ, or whatever. Yeah. And that's the guy that like I I have gotten into arguments about where I'm like, very easily could have been, the guy even at this time period, because so it like, you see he's in some shape. In oh, this show, I, dude. one of my shape one of my uh, notes just says more like shape rock, <laughs> guys folks. Uh, but like. Yeah, like, that's a guy that... It, it's crazy to say because the the was so loaded with stars. Mm-hmm. Especially on the top of the card. Yeah, I think that's uh, a lot of people's biggest argument for why the Attitude Era is, like, the best era of wrestling is because the, the yeah. roster was so stacked, which I can't argue with that, but... Well, I mean, think about it. You, you, if you're... You have Ken Shamrock as he is, as over as he is, and he still ain't your top guy. Yeah. Like that—that's a testament to how loaded the rest of your mm-hmm. roster really is. Like, it, it's crazy to me. Uh, d- uh, Double J, I m- my note here just says he's the best mid card heel of all time. I I stand by that. I don't mm. think Jeff Jarrett was ever top guy, no matter how much he made himself. One. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But like, he was never bad. Mm-hmm. You, you know, like. He always had, like, those flashes of, like, wow, this is over as hell. Wow, this is over as hell. But, like, yeah, just great top top of the mid-card heel. He hit a really brutal drop kick that I noted mm-hmm. because it was it was right on the money. And it looked like he destroyed Ken Shamrock's face. Probably old Kenneth didn't put his hands up at all, did he? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, he yeah, seemed to not like doing that. Uh... Knee heat in this match, otherwise known as neat. Folks! <laughs> Very Folks. good. It's getting late early. <laughs> Tip your veal. Try the waitress. Wait. Uh, no, uh, the other cool thing about Shamrock in this era was he was one of the first guys to have the finish out of nowhere. With the ankle lock. Okay, like, yeah. Like, they would legit just have matches and it's just back and forth. Sometimes he's getting his ass beat, sometimes he's beating the other guy's ass. He would just get the ankle lock out of anywhere, and then yeah, that was the finish. Mm-hmm. Which it's really interesting to me because like I always go back to I think the first guy to get the oh I can hit my finish out of anywhere was Jake Roberts with the DDT. Oh yeah, for sure. And I it's there, there's some weird cor- not correlation, almost like a lineage of Jake popularizing with the DDT, and then it flowed through this guy, and it flowed through this guy, and it went to like DDP made a huge thing with the diamond cutter. And then Orton has basically built a career off of it with yeah. the RKO. So I always think that's fun and interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a point in this match where um, Jeff Jarrett is, has Ken Shamrock in the corner. He's beating on him, beating on him. And you know they do that spot where like the ref 
finally has some authority and like kicks away the hands or something like that. Mm-hmm. Tim White just pulls Jarrett's hair to get him off, and I was yeah. like, "That's kind of cool." No, oh, I yeah, like, I've I like never that. seen that. It's a very old Memphis trick, but yeah, I like I like that. Yeah, I've never seen like the ref. I've seen the ref like get in between him and push him back, and then get in his face, but like pulling his hair to be like, "Dude, get <laughs> off of him, or I'll disqualify you." Right. Like that's I, I like that. That was cool. Uh, let's see. Uh, do you got anything else? Or you want to go to the next one? Oh, uh, there was a Ken Shamrock hits. Uh, standing Hurricane Rana in this match that yeah. looks like it yeah. murders Jeff Jarrett's dome. Mm-hmm. That was a regular move for Shamrock. That was amazing. Which is crazy considering how big he is. Yeah. He is a, a big, big, big man. Ken Shamrock goes to the finals with the ankle lock. That is correct. And our next semifinal match features a man that Mr. Deschain and myself have had some interactions with. Also... Dan Severn. I'm kidding. Uh, we don't hang out with The Rock. <laughs> no, it's uh, a very young The Rock. He is at this point not Rocky Maivia, which is worth noting. He yes. Drop that, obviously. Uh, Intercontinental Champion? Yes, yes. And versus Dan the Beast Severn of UFC fame, uh, NWA champion, UFC champion. Uh, All of this to say that he could literally kill you. Yeah, for sure. But uh, we were both on a show with uh, Dan early this year. Great guy. Uh, I forgot that that was this year. I, I know twenty twenty is a bitch and a half. That was early this year. That's incredible. Yeah. Um, great guy. I maybe he's the nicest person yeah, ever. Yeah, absolutely. A consummate professional. Hmm. Um, I talked to him about flooring. He's looking <laughs> he to get talked his to him about flooring. Like, I don't know how it came up, but uh, um, I work in the flooring department of my hardware store. There you go. I just had to get that yeah, context. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And he you don't want John about, coming at you. <laughs> yeah, John Menard. He just blew it! <laughs> now he's coming down on you hard! Why? Man, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I so, I'm sorry, go on, go on, go on. Anyway... Something came up about how he wanted to redo his bathroom and what flooring I recommend. <laughs> and I'm like, this is the greatest thing. I'm with a former WWE superstar, WWF superstar. Right. Dan Severn is asking me about flooring. And I'm like, vinyl plank, dude. It's waterproof. I'm not going to go on this tangent. Please don't. But, but yeah, basically I I'm talked... I'm begging about, you not to. I, I, I talked with him about flooring. It was kind of cool. So seeing um, him... That, all that to say, right. seeing him on a pay-per-view from this long ago and like having been on a show with him, it's a little different... Right. Which I felt that with Eugene with the last... Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. After seeing Eugene come out and like thinking to myself, I've been on a show with him, that's just a weird feeling. Yeah, it's definitely a shift of gears. Uh, it's interesting to note that, like... Okay, so Severn and The Rock have this match. I don't think it's good. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, think, I think the finish is great. Yeah, yeah, I highly with, enjoyed the finish. With the Nation doing the run-ins and D'Lo with the chest protector and, and D'Lo's frog splash, which... Delo's frog splash is underrated, and we don't talk about it enough. It, it very, it's very, it's a good one. And I don't think that the match is good. I'm not going to say that it is because it ain't. Uh, I will say this: it worth noting. This is the first time that Severn lost in the Fed. Oh wow! Weird, even about that. weird thing. And the the stranger thing to me is that they don't reference that on commentary. Yeah, you'd think they would. That's why I I it caught me off guard because you'd think they would make a big hubbub right. about it. And it's also interesting because, like, 
Okay, so he's a, a UFC guy doing pro wrestling. Shamrock's a UFC guy doing pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. So a person would think that the money match is for those two. Yeah. It never happened. And, and I can kind of see why. Rumor and innuendo is that the reason it never happened was they both were like, if we lose this work thing, when we eventually go back to doing our shoot thing, that's going to impact that. Yeah. I they were ba- yeah. I, I, as I understand it, based on and guys, what I'm saying here is internet bullshit. But basically, they were like, if we're going to have a fight, we're going to do it in the UFC when it's real. Yeah, because we don't want to, for lack of a better term, hurt our own brand. Like we can win or lose against any of these, you know, bullshit pro wrestler guys. Yeah, but we don't we we don't want to do a win or a loss against another established UFC guy. Yeah, I can see that. I, I, I can, too, and I don't disagree with that. Yeah. Quite, like, to me, that's just business. Um, There were many points throughout this match where The Rock was visibly frustrated. Oh, yeah, he and he it, it was very funny. God damn it, at some point. It was very funny to me. Yeah. Um, It was a close-up on his face when he said it, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, I remember this is an interesting little uh, thing. When... Dan, when we knew that Dan Severn was coming, and I wanted to do, like, a bit of research to find out, like, what, because I'd never watched anything of Dan Severn. I'd right. heard of him. I'd seen, like, pictures of him. But I wanted to watch a little bit of a, um, stuff about him to see, like, what's what's the big deal, you know? Right. So I asked you. Yeah. I, hey, I think I gave you this match, th- this, right? Yeah. yeah. You said, never been a, a huge fan of his stuff. He had a match against The Rock at King of the Ring 98 that happened. Yeah. <laughs> that is your exact quote. Yeah. And, I yeah. mean, that is quite a perfect uh It is what it is. Yeah. But... I thought that was... Also, I got... I was really mad that he, they were saying Severin. Yeah, Severn. Severn. They were right. saying Severin on commentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, not um, important. No, I hear you. Uh, odd note that I put down here, uh, The Rock at this point was the youngest Intercontinental Champion. Oh. Which, I think he was, like, 25. Oh, wow. So, part of me... When this show ends, I'm going to Google who was the youngest Intercontinental Champion. Because in my head, I think it's got to be Orton. Could I Google it now? You could Google it now. I, I will I will vamp, as they call it. I gotta get an internet check. We have to get an internet check on... Get an internet on, check. We need a fact checker. On Where, the air. Where's our intern? Where's Clarice? <laughs> I feel like we need to get an on-air... Her name's not Clarice. Her name is... Gianna? Where is Gianna? Youngest Intercontinental Champion. The thing first thing that comes up is Jeff Hardy. Yeah, that could be. Yeah. I bet he was 22. Won, won the championship at 23 years old. 23? Okay. All right. While the oldest champion was Ric Flair. Yeah. Interesting. I, I do recall that happening. Yeah. Huh. But um, so yeah, so I, I felt the need that a, a, a fact check on air would be the best, so that we you. do not thank spew you. Thank facts you. and then find out later. Yeah, and yeah, have to yeah. Correct we, them in the, the last next. thing we need is to be brought down upon for spewing false information. Any hoot. <laughs> the next thing on this show, I'm just going to say that my note says, "Oh, good Al Snow, dude." This, when I told you before recording this that there was one match that made me oh, very God. angry, yeah. it was definitely this one. Yeah. Also, I had a major problem with the video package beforehand. 
It was uh, like some TMZ type bullshit voiceover with Michael Cole on it. I was like, what are we even doing? Guys, if you can imagine, something involving Al Snow was not good. <laughs> I cannot what imagine... What are we even doing? I can't imagine the inverse, if that has any... I, I like, genuinely can't. Years and years ago, I was asked to be on a podcast, and their opening question was, what's a good Al Snow match? And that, that evidently, that was like their thing that they did to trip guests up. Hell of a trap. Uh... This, that, okay, so it's Al Snow and, and Head against Too Much, Scott Taylor and Brian Christopher, who mm-hmm. would go on in pretty short time to be Too Cool, which is Scotty Too Hotty and Grandmaster Sexay. Way better. <laughs> so, uh, too Cool is incredible. Too mm-hmm. Cool is one of my absolute favorite things in, in the Attitude Era, possibly in wrestling ever. Like, I, I love Too Cool. This, mm-hmm. though. Oof. There was so much that I hated. What? <laughs> there was so much that I hated about this. There. Let me first of all. During I guess what you would call the shine. Yeah. Al Snow is beating up these guys. Yeah. Hits him with a body slam. It sure does. And then turns his back on his opponent to argue with a mannequin head. Well, he's crazy. You see. Well, why would you turn your back on your opponent? Well, you could make the argument of, why would you do that if the mannequin head was a real person? That would still be stupid to do, yeah, right? Yeah, but it's even right? more stupid. No, it's even more stupid because it is a mannequin head. But even if we're jumping that hurdle yes. and saying this is a living, breathing person that you are yes. teaming with in this contest, that would still be a dumb thing to do. Like, even when I've, when, when I've seen, like, tag teams who are thrown together or whatever, and the whole story is they can't get along. Sure. They get they don't get along when they're tagging in and out. Correct. It's not... Because they're still attempting to... What are to, you doing? Like, because they're still attempting to win yeah. the contest yes. that they are in. And but even not when, here. Even when it's like... If they have, like, a... A moment where they do a move and then turn their back. It's uh, it's like that spot where they try to one up each other. Sure, and that's different because he's not because that's good. Just, yeah, and this is bad. And the worst thing that I will say about this match, it's long. It is bafflingly it's, long. It's so it is confusingly long, and at no point does it go from bad to better. It only. <laughs> Gets worse and like, let me. I'm going to stress this very quickly. I'm a big fan of Scott of Scott Taylor and uh, Brian Christopher R.I.P. Specifically, is too cool. Great, fantastic professional wrestlers. They make a weird joke in this on commentary about wow the look at how much Brian Christopher looks like. Jerry Lawler and I'm like yeah yeah man we we know yeah so either make that a thing or don't that 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 always puzzled me yeah that they they just played this like weird wishy like wink wink nudge nudge so I'm not knocking them at all I will knock Al Snow he fucking sucks I <laughs> like fuck him but god damn it like this match is just and the should we get to the finish? Let's the just thing, get to the, the thing that made me most angry was the finish because it was so, it was so, it, it wasn't a it's good a, idea and it a, wasn't executed. It's a dad joke. Okay, like even then, I'm getting past that part. The thing that made me most angry about that, um, I put "do not disturb" on, and it's still not. It's still I'm being disturbed. 
Um, Ooh, wah. Yeah, that, that that was real good. Get up. Get down with the sickness. All right. So you mother, anyway. get up. <laughs> Come on. Get down with the sickness. You fucker. Get up. <laughs> get down with the sickness. Anyways. So I think that maybe. <laughs> we go back all right anyway this, this this match is the sickness if if pro wrestling was an illness this would be patient zero like dude holy god the thing that made me most angry about this entire finish is the fact that this is essentially a handicap match if you think about it Correct. logically yeah he at some point he has to know that the head's not gonna do anything to, well, no, even even if it's his character to think that the head could actually fuck right. him. Right. You know, he tags in the head, okay? Yeah. Which, fine, whatever, yes. I'm going to get past that. He then tries to win the match by pinning his opponent. He's not no, legal. Uh, yeah, yeah, none of it makes sense. He's not legal. No. It makes... It doesn't oh make sense. God. It doesn't so... make sense in the context of the character. It doesn't make sense in the context of the setting. None of it makes sense. The finish is a dad joke, and... and uh, okay, to com- to add on to everything that you have said, if we were just going to have this match to get that finish, just to get this dumb, bad joke on television, if they had done it in three minutes, yeah, maybe even two, mm-hmm. I would have been like, LOL, we did all this just to get a head... A mannequin head and a bottle of shampoo that's called Head and Shoulders to get pinned because you're pinning the sh- Head and Shoulders to the mat. I If they had just done it in that, if they had just done it quick, I'd have been like, you know what, that was a shitty joke and a bad match and it was stupid, but at least it didn't waste a lot of my time. This match takes 80 days. <laughs> it's, Dude. It's, a, it's offensive how long it is. Let me write. Let me read exactly. Okay. Al tries to pin. Yes. The head is legal. Correct. So even if the crooked ref counted it, it would be dumb. Which, and by wrong. the way, the crooked ref in this case was Lawler, who yes. was working against Al Snow. So even if the so, ref counted it for correct. whatever reason, it would be right. stupid. Right. Right. Okay. So then I wrote, "How could Al Snow think he fucking won?" When he's not even the legal competitor. Because he celebrates, because he hears the three counts. Because he's damaged. And my next note after that, he's the one that tagged the head. He should know that the head is legal. Right. So, my next note just says, absolute imbecile. But he's clearly a bad professional wrestler. He's an absolute imbecile. That, Uh, That... Match is the one that made me super angry. Brayden, I'm going to do a fun thing that we haven't done yet on the history of this show, even though we are only in episode two. Okay. I'm going to leave the room to go get a new drink and come back. Okay. And I don't want you to pause it. All right. I want you to vamp. This is perfect because I have a small nitpick that doesn't really matter. All right. Well, but I do want to say it. I will it. be back in just a moment. Okay. I'm going to say it loud enough for you to hear. That's fine. Oh, well, he's closed the door, so I cannot, I can no longer hear... Or uh, say it loud enough for him to hear. Anyway, so I have a small nitpick where we are treated to a video package of, uh, or it's not, it's, I don't even think it's a video package. It's just like an opening part of of someone's entrance. It's X-Pac. He's coming out. 
flooded with imagery of X-Pac in green and black, because he's part of DX, right? And he comes out in red and black. And it just really bothered me, and I know it doesn't matter, but Tom has asked me to vamp, so this is why I am bringing this up. Why would you have... Hey, audience, I'm back now. Why would you have the beginning of your entrance video be just a bunch of images and videos of you in green and black just to come out wearing red and black? Does that not bother you? You know what? I'm going to say that it does. I'm not clear on... It was X-Pac. Okay. Uh, he comes out in red and black when he's part of DX, and like their whole thing was green and black. I thought, oh like, yeah, why? Oh yeah, that's a fair it's argument. Just, it just it eh, didn't make sense to me. Um, you're too young to remember. There used to always be the um on the interwebs when you would read like wrestling news things on different uh, sites. There would be links at the bottom that were complete bullshit mm-hmm. to some other bullshit site. Yeah, but they would try to entice you with fake wrestling news. <laughs> Oh, wow. And the the most popular one was always uh, when they did the uh, Kane and X-Pac tag team. It was always going to be Kane's debut, DX, green and black gear, next okay. Monday on Raw. Yeah. Click here to see details. It never happened. Kane never had that black and green gear. Would have been dope if he did. Maybe just for one time. After that, he would have looked like a beat-up Mountain Dew can. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so this next. So we're on Xbox and deal. Owen. Yeah, uh, I like this match just fine. I love the finish. Yeah, I I have a few notes. Except First for Vader all, falling down like the clumsy dude, goddamn that... oxen of a man that he is. So was, yeah. So Owen at some point in this match hits the most beautiful bridging suplex I've ever yeah. seen in my entire life. Yeah, for sure. No, o- was, Owen's bridge was, was always incredible. Yeah. Um, I wrestled Vader. You've mentioned this. How? Yeah. How was that? Was that a weird? Yeah, I can imagine that would be weird. Just that may be a thing that we save for a different podcast episode. But yeah, just weird. Mm. Uh, anyways, no, this match though, I, it's fine. I loved it. I was, uh, the, I was very. The, the finish confused. was good. I was very confused as to why. Maybe if I knew like the rest of the storyline, I would be less confused. But I was, I was when I was watching this, I was like, okay, this is gonna be a match. And then I was like, why is Mark Henry here? Why is Vader here? Right. What is going on? Oh, it's over. Right. But that being said, I did enjoy it. Yeah. For it being what it was, I was uh, just kind of confused. No, I, I, I won't argue that. Uh, up next, we had a Paul Bearer promo that I actually, I did enjoy. You probably thought I wouldn't be here. You're gonna whole laugh at the fat man. <laughs> like my one of my favorite things about the Attitude Era was that they would give these characters so much crazy backstory. Mm-hmm. So it, like he references it in this promo. He's like, "My son Kane used to sit in a dark room and watch superstars and see the Undertaker and say, I want to be like him.'" Yeah, and it's like. In a different context, in a different setting, that's a lot of, like, deep character yeah. work. And, and yeah. he, like, he's, he's straight up, he's like, he couldn't play in the sun because it burned his scars. And I'm like... He couldn't play Little League. Right. But did you say, I want to be like him? And I'm like... That's amazing. It is. It really is. I, that, like, really... When he came out, I was like... Because I was watching this with... Not Berna this time. Shocking. I actually was watching this with um, my future roommate, who mm. is not a wrestling fan, which we, when we get to the 
pre-main, right? I am very excited oh, that oh, I watched okay. this yeah, show yeah, yeah, yeah. with yeah, a non-wrestling yeah. that, fan. Guys, there's one real reason why I picked this show, but I mean, uh, we're we're gonna get to it. Oh yeah. So when Paul Bearer comes out, I tell him, "Hey, I love this man's voice. I don't yeah. know why. Yeah, I don't know what it is about that voice. It's creepy. Yeah." And it's great. I wish he had the makeup. I like it better with the makeup. I he think did it, look I think, more like a real person. Here, yeah. Which maybe that was. I, I. I'm not. Maybe I'm sure that was by design. Yeah. I don't know. I just. But, that no, personal I, thing. I, I, I love that. We then spent the next fifteen minutes. Holy straight God. Doing this... Paul Bearer impressions. Okay. After this promo, but sorry, I, th- I thought you were about to say the next fifteen minutes straight about the next segment on the show. Cause... Nope. Then we we have Oof. this. It's it's the New Age Outlaws against the new Midnight Express. Mm-hmm. So, New Age Outlaws at this point would have been, like, young in their tenure as a tag team. Mm-hmm. Even though they're already tag team champions. Yes. In my mind, Road Dog and Bill Gunn were made for each other. Yeah. I like, can see that. Like, that, 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 both of them. That's their peak. Mm-hmm. No matter what, that's always going to be their peak. And it's also, it was this was a weird thing. I don't know if you picked up or noticed this, where the Midnight Express comes out with the NWA tag titles. Oh, yeah, I did. I did see that. Excuse me. So, like, that was a weird thing that they were doing at this time where there's, like, cross-promotion between the Fed and the NWA. Why? I don't know. And quite frankly, I think stuff like this is usually a bad idea, mm-hmm. and it usually doesn't go well. But... There's examples to the contrary, so, you know, whatever. Yeah. But Bombastic Bob and Bodacious Bart. Dear God, those names. If ever there was a more 80s thing in the 90s, it would be that. <laughs> like I, The weird thing to me was to be like, okay, so Billy Gunn and Bart were a tag team back yes. in the day as the Smoky Guns. When they said Bart, I was like, is that Bart Gunn? It sure is. And then they mentioned... They they used to right. be tag team partners. I was like, God damn, it is. And one, uh, I'll, I'll, okay, let's go with the positives. It's crazy to see Bob Holly with hair, <laughs> not just hair, but like a crazy blonde mullet. Like superstar Steve Austin is jealous of that mullet, big time. Um, these four guys on their own accord are good, but like this was bad and long. Yeah, why are these tag matches so long? I don't know. It was just not. Just, oof. Not good. Fuck this. I, I didn't like, okay, this is... I can see very, very specific circumstances where this might be a thing. But generally speaking, I prefer for the belt to always be the finish. You're being hit with metal over the head. Correct. No, no, like no. That's, okay, yeah, yeah. And I, I, I follow you. Yeah. If you get hit with it and there's like... 30 seconds where nothing happens after that or something like that, like, uh, then I'm fine. There's a famous clip of uh, Cornette on YouTube talking about China kind of sort of blowing her spot in this. Yes, and I've, it is, I've it seen is this. very funny to watch now knowing it because she's on the wrong side of the ring. Cornette is just standing in the ring for what seems like an eternity, but you can actually see her on, on the pay per view sprint across the ring to slide in behind him and give him the low blow. Yeah. Just. Oof. Like, I remember seeing the... And then as it was happening, I was like, oh my god, that's the thing. Yeah. that's the, This is the clip. No, the whole thing about. was just not good. Let's go forward. Uh, yeah, please, let's get away from this. Tournament also, finals. why was the hot shot the, the finish? That seemed very out of nowhere it for me. It is strange. 
Uh, I don't know. To answer your question, I don't know why that was a finish. Um, we have Ken Sham versus Rock. King of the Ring Finals from 1998. Uh, I really like this one. Like, these two always had good chemistry together. The Rock famously would just... Obliterate <laughs> his face with a steel chair, dude. Just swat him. Like, like right... Not even in the in the head. It was, it was in the face. The, it yeah, was the I nose. Know. Like, unbelievable. Like, I almost think Shamrock was taking, like, a challenge. Like... <laughs> How hard... Hey, Rock, we're working again this week. You think you can hit me harder than last I to, week? I need to swing that chair like it's a golf club this time. <laughs> like, He's probably, like, trying to do some alpha intimidate. Hey, last week you hit me like a fucking pussy. Uh, right, Throw some yeah, gas yeah, on yeah. It. Just, and then the Rock just gets angry and hits him even harder. Uh, I don't, yeah, he just right in the yeah, nose. Like, the, these two always had good chemistry. I liked this match. I still think it was too long. Yeah. Uh, it was good. It was weird to see a people's elbow... That was nothing, yeah. in the sense of like that's not a finish. That's not the most electrifying, electrifying move in sports and, yeah. entertainment or anything. Uh, that's why it's very interesting to look at like where wrestlers got to, and then look at their older stuff. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's always sure. interesting to me. Uh, so. Love the finish of this. Sham- Shamrock does get that yeah. ankle lock. Yeah, straight. Like the I actually rewound and rewatched it. Mm-hmm. The transition that he gets to it. Beautiful. Yeah, it, it's it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And here's here's one of the wildest things. Like whenever they talk about the King of the Ring launching people's careers, he ain't on that list. It's kind of weird because like I'm not even sure he's in the company a year later. He's like, what was missing? I have to do research. It, it, honestly, I don't know. Like we've we've talked about it a couple times in the past. Where like. Where did you go wrong with this? Like he had everything, you know. We've talked about the and Ken Shamrock. And like his I think his is one promos of those... were what I would call limited, but they matched that character. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it, and, and like even if you needed like give if, him a mouthpiece. If they, if they, yeah, if they weren't good to your standards, give him a mouthpiece. Like, like the I don't the, see why the not. time frame here doesn't quite match up, but just imagine the the combination of Heyman and Shamrock. That would be incredible. Like you, you, yeah, I. I to answer your question, I don't know. Imagine a stable, dude. Of, oh, uh, man. Lesnar and, and Shamrock and... How bonkers could that else. have been? Probably a third person, I'm assuming, but... Sure. Let's, uh, Blackman. Steve Blackman. Let's go oh, yeah. Like, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Why not? Just... It, it would have been crazy. Uh, okay, so... Let's get to what I consider to be the reason I picked this show. So my next note just says, here we go. My my next note says, "Dear God, this match." So, <laughs> if you're following along, this is Taker and Foley in the cell, one of the most famous matches in the history of professional wrestling. I I told the, the person I was watching, I was like, "I'm so glad that this is the show that this takes place because I need you mm-hmm. to watch this match because he's not like quote unquote on the inside. He doesn't right. know a lot about it. Like right. he, he enjoys watching it with me. Right. And I give him insight into certain things that so I think see necessary. So, so then what was this person's take on this? That he, they thought it was the most insane thing that they've ever seen. It is. It really is. And and like guys, I don't I don't think that like we need to like delve into like the backstory on shit like this because it's like you can watch Beyond the Mat. There's a hundred thousand videos about this match online. Yeah. Foley does his own, like, stand-up sort of deal yeah. on it, which I have watched it. It's I, I told you that story about, like, me and uh, Castle conning our way into one, right? Mm. No, no, I did not. Oh, no, no, no. We conned our way into meeting Foley. Oh, wow. I'll, I'll tell you the story when we're, quote, off the air. But, no, like, <laughs> so 
this, this match, though, like, pivotal moment for professional wrestling. Yeah. Like, I, I, it, in my mind, it changed the business forever. For sure. I, like, no doubt about it. It was the first, was that the first time we've seen someone fall off the top of the cage? Yeah. I believe so, yeah. So the the first, the, well, we're going to call this the second cell match, because we talking, broached this earlier, but, like, this is the second one. The first cell match, Shawn Michaels takes a bump, but he's hanging off the side of the cage, and he falls onto an announcer's table. Mm-hmm. Which is horrific enough as is. Don't yeah. Know, it's the, the one that Foley takes off the... Which... The crazy thing re-watching it this time around... And I've watched this match a dozen times. You forget how soon. Yeah, it's right at the beginning. They're, they're on top of that cage for what seems like a minute. Yeah. And then just... Off he goes. There's one point in this in this match... In, upon this viewing, I, it's the first time I've noticed it. They're walking on the top, mm-hmm. and zip ties are flying off. Well, yeah, the the cage is jank. I'm like the the, Holy the second shit. The, the the second big fall where where he goes through into the ring. That was not planned. I I yeah. So wow. The, the, like the the cage was a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, but the that first throw, it, like it's one of those crazy things to me where. Like, we go back to the escalation of offense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, what? What now what? <laughs> yeah. There's nowhere to go but slightly down. One of the... Rewatching this time, one of the things that I did think, I was like, the blurring of what is a work and what is a shoot, I, I don't think it's ever been more beautifully done than in that moment. Yeah, definitely. And, and to such a degree where I can't sit here and tell you. Yeah. Because... Like they they raise the cell with Taker yeah, on it. Yeah, he's still on. It. I noticed that. I forgot that to, he was still to, on to it. To stretcher fully out, but the guys who come down there and check, it's not just like you know officials or whatever. Like Vince is down there. Vince is down there checking on him. And keep in mind, this is when he is on television as the the biggest heel. Yeah. Of all time, and he's still out there checking. On, so that's this weird thing where I'm like, and I honestly I don't want to know. Because to me, it's like, was he genuinely that concerned? Or was it, oh man, if Vince McMahon is out there. Yeah. So, but obviously that fucked him up. Obviously that hurt. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. But it's the most replayed clip probably in the history of In the history, yeah. In the opening of Raw. Like, I I told um, my friend Trenton. This, like, as we were watching the abundance of replays, I was like, this is the most famous moment probably ever in the history of wrestling. Yeah. Dude, people who don't know what wrestling is, they know that one time that mankind got thrown off the cage. Yeah. And it's crazy to me to think that, like, Shane McMahon falls from higher pretty regularly, too regularly. Yeah. And it doesn't mean as much. It doesn't, but, like, part of me thinks that, like, one, this was the first... For sure, that's no, no, definitely no, a factor. Nobody had seen anything like this at this point. That's definitely a factor. Yeah, like, like it, it hadn't happened. Mm-hmm. Like even the crazy scaffold match shit in like XPW or anything like that. That was years to come. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it just hadn't been done. And also, like I, I'm not trying to like knock somebody for like taking a fall off of a cage or or uh, you know on top of a, tr- a screen or anything. There's no crash pad down there. Yeah, fully eats that shit through an announcer table that at that time was not the playpen announcer table that they have now. Yeah, that's designed to just implode. Mm-hmm. That like hurt a lot. Definitely. I can't fathom it. 
I can't fathom being like, yeah, this is what we're going to do. Everything, like... And this is the... Like, guys, we're still only talking about the first <laughs> 80 seconds of this match. The, like, I, Every single time I watch that replay, I try to think to myself, well, he had forward momentum, so he wasn't falling straight down. Oh, he yeah, slipped. Oh, oh, but it's still... On. Yeah. Every time I try to rationalize that, I then backtrack. And I'm like, no. It... No. The, the amount the, that, that, that the forward momentum cushioned is null and void. It, 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 it doesn't it, matter. It ain't none. So, like, because okay. Okay, so, the, so they go to stretch him out. Halfway up the apron, or uh, the, the ramp, he stops, gets off the apron, and, and heroically fights his way back. I will say this. This match, I will save my full take on it until we get to the end of it. It, it absolutely made Foley. Yeah. Anything that he had done before this was, quite frankly, null and void. Mm-hmm. And I might argue most of the shit that he did after didn't compare. Yeah. Even if it was creatively and, and critically better. And it made Taker. And Taker was already a made guy. Yeah. They're always going to be linked to this. You you can't come back from it. So Foley goes back to the cage. He goes back up. And, again, shockingly soon, based on this rewatch, goes through the cage. It, into it, the it, ring. It all happens, like, from the time that they go up top to the time that both fully goes right. off and then through, it's so much shorter mm-hmm. than I remember. Mm-hmm. Like, he, they're not up there for that long. Undertaker's up there for ages. Yeah, because he's willing to yeah. raise the cage and yeah. get them out and, like, all yeah. that other shit. But like, but, like, as far as fully, he's not up there for very long. And then that second fall through the cage into the ring is which horrifying it is and like if you're listening to this and you've never taken a bump in a wrestling ring don't but like <laughs> if you if you're listening to this and you have you you can't imagine you, you know what i mean like that's arguably the biggest bump that's happened in the history of the business and i'm yeah. sure somebody's going to be like well here's somebody falling off of a skyscraper into a ring and it's like okay but like to my knowledge that's yeah. That's the one. Like, because I've taken a couple... And there's a chair that falls down and clips him in the face. Yeah. Like, I've taken a couple bumps in in the ring where, like, it was like, ooh, that's a little... But, like, that's nothing even no. remotely compared Like, like to... you... Okay, so, like, you and me are both fairly tall. Yeah. If we were standing on the top rope and one of us superplexed the other one, there would still have to be another five feet yeah. added and a chain link fence, <laughs> and a chain link fence, and a chair coming down on top of your fucking face, like it, it's it's an unbelievable uh, fall. And like, okay, so now I want to get into the meat and potatoes of this shit, though. So we've seen this death onto the announcer table. We've seen this one through the cage into the ring. The thing that I hate about this match, and I'm not judging either performer because I'm in no place to. They still try to have a match. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. If they were going to do... I think it should have just been... it. Hindsight's always twenty twenty, right? It should have just been Taker beating him, and he just won't stay down. I think that would have told the better story, but there's, yeah. there's this weird point where they try to turn around and, and peel him back the curtain here, but, like, Foley tries to... They do some shit, and, like, Foley's putting heat on The Undertaker. And I'm like, nothing you can do is going to come close to a fraction of what we have seen you go through. Yeah. It's like, uh, 
on a smaller, it's on like on a much bigger scale. What they did was like Casey doing a superplex in the heat. Holy God! Yeah, now now we're referencing Casey on here, but yeah, like well, well that's you knew that this was going to be a it, thing that happened. It had to happen. If you don't know, keep it that way. Yeah. Like, no, but, no, um, I agree. But you, you know what I'm saying? Where it's like, like okay, so like gonna... fully fully gives him a leg drop to the face while there's a chair over his face. Yeah. In any other match, they'd be like, "Wow, that's brutal." We just saw yeah. you fall off of what could be a building. Yeah. It, like, so, nothing... You you cannot do anything that will top what you have already gone through. In many ways, like, the sort of same vague idea in Hell in a Cells has been repeated since then, where, like, recently, if you wanted to have... Um, if you didn't want the, the Fiend to win the championship against Seth Rollins, just don't, don't have a match. Yeah, just don't do it. If you want to have Foley fall off of the entire cell and then, well, accidentally threw it, but right. what, that that's null and void. If you wanted that to happen, either don't have a match or put the match at the beginning and right. then do that stuff at the end. Correct. No, no, I agree. Because you're never going to... Because Where do you go? Ultimate down. That's the only it, way yeah. you go. At, like, and that's unfortunate. And but. it's insane to me because too, like... Like, and th- if this sounds like I'm shitting on, on the efforts of these guys, I'm not. This is all through that perfect crystal clear lens of hindsight, right? Yeah, definitely, definitely. But then, like, the end of this match, it's a tombstone under the tax or what? Like, there's there's tax. There's so much more. And it's like, the crowd, don't get me wrong, the crowd pops, the crowd responds. I pop, I respond. Bro, we saw you, f- you, we, you got thrown off of this fucking thing. Yeah. Like, falling in tax, I'm not saying it means nothing, but comparatively, you know, like... Which, I would not want him to do tax and then fall off the building. <laughs> I mean, no, I wouldn't either. But, in a strictly what makes more sense for escalation of offense sense, right. that would be the way to do it. Right. Like, you're not going to top the cell. No, and to me, those two falls... Made fully, yeah, a billion percent, which is crazy because he he had he'd done crazy shit for twenty years prior to that, yeah, or fifteen, but like you know what I mean? It, it's insane. Um, yeah, like I, my my final take on it is I don't think that match is good, but that match is important. Definitely, that's a, that's like Pivotal a perfect moment. that's a perfect way to do it or like, uh, say it. Uh, also, the the idea that like Taker did it with a broken ankle. I knew this, and I forgot about it and until fully, right now. Fully dislocated his shoulder on the first fall. That is so. Oh, that's incredible. And that's not counting the other injuries that I'm sure he he, he has. His tooth went through his nostril. Tooth goes through his nose. There's that great shot of him where it looks like he's smiling and he's poking his tongue through the hole in his lip. Like, yeah. Uh, like the the footage alone is incredible. Yeah. But, holy shit. Uh, okay, so... One thing I will uh, say to just to wrap yes. this up is because we, we always talk about how we're like kind of fascinated about what non-wrestling fans pop for. Right. One of the bigger pops from my friend Trent while watching this was from Undertaker doing the Glen, which really, really shocked me. Just the Not the biggest good, one. Like, he right. was all like, oh my god, what, this is insane. And then, like, there's one point where he has him against the cage and gives him one of these. Right. And he just goes, oh my god, Jesus. And I'm like, 
Now, do you think that's a, and I and I noted that. I mean, that's definitely worth knowing. Do you think that's just him being a non-fan, or do you think that's a testament to how good Taker was? At it's throwing probably the, a little bit of both. Fucking rights, like it's probably a little bit of both. But uh, it's Taker had the whoa, best pure striker in sports entertainment. Hey, history. thanks, Mike. What it is? Yeah. But, like <laughs> that. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like a lot of guys would like the old school shit. It would always be like, learn how to punch, you'll save your career. Yeah. Like, you know, you you look at guys like Taker, Jerry Lawler, Scott Hall. All these guys had Bill Dundee, some some of the best right hands that like have ever been seen in a wrestling match, mm-hmm. and they all had very long, fruitful, successful careers. Matt Hardy, Matt Hardy, underrated right hand, one of Love. one of the best punches ever. Like it's great. Um, um, but yeah, I just wanted to wrap up with the that's just a weird. Thing that that he popped for that I that's was something that's honestly worth really thinking about if you're a professional wrestler is that you're you're a non fan a casual fan is watching arguably the most brutal match in the history of wrestling and they that's the thing that they hooked on yeah so uh yeah I don't I don't know what more needs to be said um about this match in particular I yeah. do not know either let's go on this main event then. Because I, this is the first time I've ever seen this main event. I did not know that the okay. Hell in a Cell match wasn't. See, the that's main another event. thing that I want. That's another reason I picked this is that nobody remember. Okay, the main reason I picked this show before we get to this main event, nobody gives a fuck about this concept, about this card, about this event at all. They only care about the Cell match. Nobody remembers anything. Nobody remembers that Ken Shamrock was King of the Ring. Nobody yeah. even. Nobody remembers Dan Severn's first ro- first loss. Nobody remembers any of the other horseshit matches that we talked about. They don't remember anything from... They don't remember the main event. They only remember the Cell match. Yeah. And... And, like, I can see why, it's but wild. also it's... Uh, oh, I, I definitely see why. Like, yeah. it, it steals it steals the show. It's one of those examples of where, like, we can probably think of, of, of a number of examples where the main event should not have gone... It should not have been the main... It should have been... Like the match before it or something like that should have been the main WrestleMania event. WrestleMania 18, the main event should have been Rock and Hogan. Yeah, that's like perfect example. Right, yeah, like yeah, we yeah. can probably think of a, a bunch of those examples. But that's through that perfect crystal clear lens of hindsight. Hindsight will yeah. always be the year of our Lord. Correct. 20 slash 20. Anyways, let's get this last match and wrap this up. So, yeah. last match. First Blood. I thought that it was very interesting. By the way, your voice is very bassy in my in first my, blood in my ear. I enjoyed that, but um, worst blood. <laughs> I thought that Thirst it was very interesting. Jesus, um, thought that it was very interesting that the Hunter only first blood Helmsley. Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Uh, yeah, I mean, worst blood. <laughs> I'm trying to think of some, but I, I ain't got any. I'm struggling at this point, to be yeah. honest with you. First blood place. Um, or should it be first place? You know what? I don't, I don't give a shit. Anyways, go on, go on, go on, go on. Rambo first blood part two. God damn it. All right. <laughs> I'm sorry. Anyway, so um, I thought that it was interesting. Maybe it was intentionally. Maybe it was not. I mean, obviously, Kane wears the mask, but the only, the only exposed flesh... That Kane had right. was his hand. Right. I don't know if that was intentional or not, but I was like, oh, that's smart. I don't think that it was. I, I kind of wish that they had leaned into that with the story. 
Mm-hmm. Like, the industry is so much different now than it was then, and back then, it, it was, what's over? You know what I mean? Yeah. That was it. People wanted to be, they wanted to see Austin punch, kick, Thez press, kick, stunner, wham. That was it. You could have told a better story with him trying to, to bust open his hand. Yeah. Like, maybe the first part of the match, he's trying to bust him open, and they can't because of the mask or the bodysuit. And then the middle part of the match is he's trying to bloody his hand. Or, like, he goes to, like, rip some of the sure. bodysuit or something. Like, try, to yeah. the, try to take the mask. Yeah. And it's just not there. I don't think this match is bad. But I, just I don't think, think that, that it's good. I think that it following the you can't. cell match did not help... Taker and Foley having run-ins. Why? Like, even if you, even if you're the the Booker, whatever, and you don't know what they're gonna do, let's just give you plausible deniability, right? Mm-hmm. You have to watch what just happened, and be like, we don't need you to do anything. Yeah, go to the goddamn hospital. Yeah, Kane and Austin can figure this match out. Without you, because quite the run-ins mean nothing. For sure, yeah. And they they don't add anything. If anything, it takes away from the cell match. Yeah, like it, it's, you know what it's else? Unbelievable. You know what else takes away from the cell match? In my opinion, then bringing the cell down yes. to the main, yes, for seemingly no reason, and then having a good quarter of the match with it halfway up. Yeah, why well, that that really was like. Why? Can you imagine if you'd paid tickets to see that show live? How how pissed would you be? Because it's hard to see through the yeah. one. When you gotta do it again? But like, okay, here's my question. Who lowered the cell? I don't know. And who raised the cell? What's the purpose again, of Again, I don't know. Well, yeah, I don't know. It just... I mean, yet again, though, it's a very important match because, also, it's worth noting that Austin has that unbelievable bandage yeah. on his arm because he had a very bad staph infection. And they reference on a commentary, he was in the hospital three days prior to this. So, bad staph infection, severe dehydration. Dear God. So And, like, got out of the hospital, if memory serves, the day of this. That's incredible. And then it shows up and has this match. Mm-hmm. It is incredible. It's it's crazy. Like, whenever they would talk about, like, oh, he's the toughest SOB, it's like, I, as a kid or whatever, like, watching at a time, I thought, like, oh, this is part of the gimmick or whatever, this is part of the thing. Now it's like, you go back and you watch it, like, no, that might be real. Yeah. You know, like, if I'm in the hospital for three days, I'm going home. Yeah. I'm not going to my job. I don't give a shit what my job is. You can all suck my dick in midair. I'm going home. I was just in the hospital for three days. I have to ask you this. This might be just like, just I don't know. You have said you can suck my dick in midair many times. Why midair? Uh, because it's challenging and awesome. Fair enough. That's all I needed. That's so all anyway, I needed from you. Back to the match. <laughs> what do you think? I, I'm sorry. I'm not trying. I to was just very. I was just really confused as to why they. I thought that. Not knowing who lowered the cell or why took a, would have taken away enough from that match if they didn't also just rate, lower the cell after the one of the greatest cell matches, right. if not the greatest of all time. Right. 
or not not greatest, but most important. We've we've established this, but like, I don't know. I just felt like it took away from the main event because I don't know if that was like an on the fly thing where like, I, I, hey I guys, nothing. we can't follow this. Why don't we make this partially a cell match too? Right. Like I don't know if that was the idea behind it or not, but it. Yeah, I don't know. They just should not have. No, I, I um, I'll give you that for sure. Um, it is an important thing though because. Kane becomes WWF champion. That's very true. He That's would then true. lose it the next night back to Austin. 24-hour reign. Wow. And then would not win a world title again until 2010. Which I did not know that, and that actually kind of makes me mad. What's the point of putting a title on someone just to take it away immediately? I mean, this can be debated back and forth for sure, but I think part of the reason was, it, it, I'm not kidding when I say this, otherwise... He has to set himself on fire. So then, why would you? Oh why would you make so that stipulation in the first place? I don't know. Corner. Yeah, of course. Oh my god! I I literally think it's just a way for them to book something with unbelievable stakes, get out of it, and then go right back where we were in the first place. That's so that annoying. Is, I I do think that like Kane dropping it the next night was stupid, because I think that the money. Don't get me wrong. The, the, they know what they're doing, right? Yeah. But to me, would you think that like? Hey, the next pay-per-view, the one that you have to pay to see, yeah. is Austin and Kane. You and s- then, it, you, you know what I'm saying? I'm not even saying this just to like pad Kane's stats or anything like that, but it's like... I just don't think a reign why? that short is good for anybody, but especially the big red fucking machine, It man. ain't. He's the mayor. Like Exactly. But he no one runs can take, a county. But at the same time, he was... World Wrestling Federation champion, and no one can take that away from him. It's very true. Now the but cra- I think, but I, I think it's the same that it took him thirteen years to win another one. That is that is pretty insane. Like <laughs> it's it's wild. But um, going back to what you said about why not build to the next pay per view, that makes a lot of sense to me because you think you started a feud, yeah, in Zawa by having a title change. Yes. And no one saw it coming. Correct. And it was... I thought it was pretty fucking awesome. Right. Like, it was a, it was a new thing, like, like that obviously, like, in our small promotion, they just had this right. monstrous title reign. You start this feud by having a very quick change and then back to it. Like, why couldn't they have done that with Kane? If they're going to put the belt on him, it should be for a second. Right. <laughs> you know, like... I don't know. What? Plus, the other thing... Are we it, even it, doing... It, the other thing, too, and I get it, it's hindsight, but it's like, maybe that gives Austin a month to, like, rest and yeah. heal up because he was just in the goddamn hospital. Like, yeah, it, you know what I mean? But instead, it's like, nope, next night, back on Austin, right back to work. By the way, like, it's crazy. Stone Cold has a hell of a fucking crimson mask in this match mm. at the end of it. Mm-hmm. Big time. Um, I'm a big fan of Kane. Just thought I'd say oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a big same. Do you have anything you'd like to say to close this out? Um, wasn't it insane? Imagine that no one had stopped Undertaker from setting Earl Hebner on fire. Yeah. What the Oh, that was hell? another one of my notes, was that they had gas cans sitting next to the announcers, and I'm like, why? Like, we all know the stipulation, you don't need this. Yeah, I don't it's, know. It's, it's, but whatever. Yeah, in short, for this match, um, thought they should not have raised or lowered the cell again. Um, 
I thought that Mick Foley and Undertaker should not have come back out, but that is obviously with right. the lens of perfect hindsight. But like, um, now would you overall thumbs up or thumbs down for King of the Ring '98? That's a good question. Um, I had a lot of fun watching the show. Don't know if it was for the right reasons. I think. Overall, I give it a down. Overall down. I, that's what I'm thinking, too, because there's a lot of stuff on this mat, uh, or sorry, on this show that's not well. It ain't good. Um, including, if you look at it from a certain lens, the Cell match. Right. It's more important than it is good. Correct. So, yeah, this is definitely a, more of a thumbs down. It's definitely, if you want to watch something that's not good, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> like, I think it, I had a fun watching it, I, I but love, not for I, the, By like, the way, going forward, I'm going to love picking stuff from an era that I know you haven't seen. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, it's a different yeah, take definitely, on it. Definitely, you know, yeah. It's a different perspective. It's a really good way for me to see more stuff, and I love watching wrestling. So Even, hey man, it's a lot like pizza. Even when it's bad, well, it ain't that bad. Yeah, uh, <laughs> unless there's pineapple on it. You got anything else you want to do? Say to wrap up this um, thing. As far as the show goes, I don't believe there's anything else I want to say except for Al Snow sucks. Yeah, fuck him. Uh, all right, guys, that's it for this one. Uh, we'll see you next time when we ask, "What are we even doing?" What are we even doing?